Your heroes, children. They fight only for their own selfish vanity and greed. Hey, kids. All praise be to the virtue of hustle, loyalty, and respect. And who am I I to say that? What am I? (laughs) I used to be the type of kid that would always think the sky is falling. Why am I so differently wired? Am I a Martian? What kind of twisted experiment am I involved in? And I don't need no fucking psychologist trying to diagnose. I have all these underlying problems, thinking he can try and solve them. John Cena. You remind me of one of those thoroughbred horses. And he races. And he wins. And he wins. And the people, they just cheer for him. But off in the distance, there's a woman's voice. Who will be left for you, John? I take it all away. And this is my legacy, legacy. thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! I am the voice of the voiceless. Do I have everybody's attention now? Sorry about your damn luck. I deserve one more match. It's going to be the end of the world as you know it. And welcome back, folks, to another edition of WrestleRant Radio right here on EC Radio. I'm your host, Graham G.S.N. Matthews, of course, joined by R2J here today. How's it going today, RJ? I'm doing good tonight. How are you doing, Graham? Doing, do- doing good. And also tonight we've got Jeff Stone. Jeff Stone. Jeff Stone. How's it going, folks? This is Jeff Stone. <laughs> We got a lot on tap here tonight with Monday Night Raw last night. Twelve days away from WrestleMania 30. Very much looking forward to it. But first, but first and foremost, um, we have a very big guest on the line here today. The Solo Monster from the Solo Monster Sounds Off. Jason, how's it going today? I'm going pretty good. Is this Wrestle Rant that I'm on here? Wrestle Rant Radio. That is correct. Yeah. I'm happy to be on. Thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, it's been, I think maybe two years or so since I first listened to the sound off on uh, TV tracks. I'll be asking you a few questions about that in a little bit. But the sound off, of course, you can find it on thesolomonster.com. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. Every Sunday puts up a new podcast about talking about everything going on in the world of wrestling, WWE, TNA, and everything else in between. But the first and foremost question I have to ask you, how did the, fir- how did the sound off first come about? I know you worked with Essie Scoops for uh, a, a number of years back in 2007. How did that relationship first come about? How did the, the sound off first start? Sound off first started because we wanted to bring some new original content to the website. Essie uh, you know, Scoops became pretty successful just... Uh, putting wrestling news stories out there there wasn't much in the way of articles and, and audio shows so you know a friend of mine is the one who, who runs the website over there I said listen why don't I start doing a podcast we'll do it once a week and we'll see how it goes and we'll, we'll just do it for a little while and that was uh, almost six and a half years ago mm-hmm. and you've been doing it ever since on a weekly basis have you missed a show since then 
Yeah, I missed a few shows along the way, but uh, for the most part, we're, we're pretty spot on when it comes to that. Uh, it takes a lot for me not to do a show. I'm either on my deathbed or I'm, I'm away from home. That's usually <laughs> the only reason you won't hear me. Yeah. And uh, what what technology that do you do you use to uh, record the sound off on a weekly basis? Do you use Audacity or do you use something else? No, you know, it's funny, uh, people people com- comment a lot, they compliment me, they say, oh, the show sounds really good, it sounds very professional, and I laugh, it's a compliment to me, but it's actually pretty pretty low-tech stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a basic microphone that used to sit on a desk, and I had to stop doing that about six months ago, because uh, there was a very noticeable, actually it was slightly noticeable, but to me, very annoying buzzing sound in the background uh, that was coming from the motor on my laptop, so I went out to Sam Ash. I didn't even know Sam Ash still existed. I thought they went out of business 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I found one of their stores near me. And it's comical because if you see the setup here, I have a full microphone stand. Like It's like I'm, I'm a front man for a band. I have a full microphone stand and a gooseneck that I, I position right next to me when I do the show and I lower it. And that kind of solved the problem of, of eliminating that, that horrible vibrating noise. But... Uh, that and Audacity, which is a free audio uh, editing program, and, and that's really all I need. Yeah, Audacity is perfect. I just discovered that a few months ago. That comes in handy too. Um, very great program. Um, how long does it usually take you to, per- to to prepare the shows on a weekly basis? Because usually your shows can run from an hour to two hours, depending on whether it's a pay per view or not. How long does it usually take you to gather the material, to record, and do all that kind of stuff? Uh, I would say you know every week the process from start to finish. You know, any given Sunday is probably, uh, it's usually a six-hour process for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Between the recording, if anything interrupts the recording, which is rare, but it happens, uh, then the editing, then there's the, you know, the uploading, and if you've been a fan of the show for any length of time, I'm sure you're well aware of the issues I've had before with our host, uh, unfortunately, which, that, that's not fun when that happens, so yeah. uh, from, start to, from start to finish, it's about a six-hour process. As far as the length of each show... Uh, it's funny, the show now, I, I would say on a normal basis, runs about two hours long, mm-hmm. uh, and everybody loves that. If I had my way, I think my ideal length for a show would be about 75 minutes, and I'm probably going to get stoned for saying that, <laughs> uh, but I think, I think less is more, but normally the shows are anywhere from 90 minutes to two hours. It goes by quick, though, because, I mean, when, you, when you're listening to something that you like and whatnot, it just goes by really quickly. So it doesn't even feel like two hours most times. It's funny. We were on spring break, my and my buddies that we have here on the show. Um, we were on spring break last week, and I was coming back up on Sunday, and it was perfect because your show just came up that afternoon or something that evening, so I was listening to it as I was coming back up. It was, it was perfect running time because I, I, it took about two hours to get back, so it was, it's perfect when you're in the car and whatnot because podcasting is the way of the future, and this is another question I wanted to ask you. You said you started doing your show back in 2007. Podcasting has kind of become the new thing. I mean, with Stone Cold, Chris Jericho, Jim Ross, all starting doing podcasts in the last six months or so. Um, You've been doing your podcast for the last six years, not six months. So I wanted to get your thoughts on the new wave of podcasting, how far it's come in the last few years, and you yourself being one of the pioneers of podcasting. I appreciate that. It's funny. Some people think that my show is like one of the very first shows. I mean, there have been podcasts that go back to the mid to late 90s. Just a lot of people didn't know about it because it was still in its infancy. Mm-hmm. When I started doing it, it was starting to become pretty popular, but it wasn't quite there yet. And, and you're right. I mean, in the last few years, it's exploded. 
you know, all the wrestlers now are jumping on the podcasting bandwagon. I think Roddy Piper's got his own show now on podcast one called Piper's Pit that's starting in the next week or two. Oh, wow. So, you know, yeah, so everybody everybody has their own, their own podcast now. I think it's great. I mean, is it a lot? Yeah, but not everybody is going to listen to every show. So you have your pick if you want to hear, you know, Stone Cold's perspective on wrestling one week and you want to hear from... Uh, you know, an announcer's perspective, maybe you'll listen to Austin and, and JR, but not Jericho. Uh, and then you'll listen to somebody like me or, or any of the other podcasts out there. So I, I think the more the merrier, and people can just pick and choose what they want to listen to. I think it's great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what kind of podcast do you, do, do you listen to on a regular basis, or do you not listen to, or do you not have the time to listen to on a weekly basis? Yeah, you know, I, I really don't. I don't listen to uh, to very many podcasts. There were some comedy podcasts, you know, a while back that I would listen to that were kind of funny. Uh, I don't really listen to those anymore. I'll listen back to some of my own shows just to critique myself. I don't listen to the full thing, obviously, so uh, I'll do that. But there, there aren't really that many other podcasts that I listen to. And like you said, I think it has more to do uh, just with a lack of time. And now with this, this WWE Network, uh, I think I may have to kiss my family goodbye because I'm not going to have time for anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The WWE Network has been has been an absolute work of beauty in the last month or so. It launched a month ago yesterday. It doesn't even feel like it because we spent so much time watching the WWE Network. It's perfect. But um, you've changed not much about your show, and I think that's a good thing because you celebrated your 300th show a number of months ago back on your six-year anniversary, coincidentally. And um, the only thing you really changed about the show, and you said this yourself, was the intro. And you said, well, I mean, as the old saying goes, if it's not broken, don't fix it. So do you have any plans to change anything about it in the near future, the format? Um, not necessarily the technology. You changed it a few months ago. Um, the way that you designed it, the way you put it up, the days that you put it up. Um, do you have any plans to change in the foreseeable future? Yeah, you know, the only thing I think I might have to change uh, coming up in June, probably June, July, we're going to be coming up on the one-year anniversary of this new segment I added last year called This Week in Wrestling History. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's become one of the most popular segments on the show, and it's not surprising to me because the whole reason I added it uh, was, it was actually last May, I did a survey. Uh, I wanted to survey all my listeners and, and just get their feedback on what they liked, what they didn't like, just to streamline things. The good news is that there wasn't much they wanted me to change, but one of the common threads was you should have a history segment because I, I love talking about wrestling history and sometimes I'll just go off on a tangent. So the end of every show is this long segment where I'll cover certain events that happened that particular week. The problem is when we come up on the one-year anniversary, I'm going to start repeating myself and I don't want that to happen. So that, that probably is going to spell the end of, of the history segment and Right now, I'm just trying to figure out what, if anything, I want to replace that. I don't necessarily just want to get rid of it and not come up with something new. Uh, so that probably is the main thing that will change. Otherwise, I don't really see there being much in the way of changes. People seem to like what they hear, and you know, I won't, I won't tinker with that as long as they keep listening. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, if, it's, if it ain't broken, if, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. So it's going well. If people like what they hear, then there's really no need to change it. But uh, do you encounter any problems with recording the show or putting the show up on Sundays with Raw the next day? And and usually wrestling fans like to have their thoughts up on the show. I mean, we have Twitter nowadays, and you can tweet your thoughts out during the show, after the show, whatnot. But do you encounter any problems with having um, all this much time about five, six days after Raw airs or the night or the day before a pay-per-view? Because a lot of people may listen to your show after the pay-per-view already airs. Do you encounter any problems with the timing of your show the day that it goes up? 
I, you know, I don't encounter any problems. There are people who will sometimes ask me, oh, can you please do a show the next day? Or if we're all really stuck the particular night, they'll say, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait five days. I want to hear what you thought about Raw tonight. Yeah. Uh, if, that, if, I, if I had my way, I would do the shows immediately after. Mm-hmm. So I sympathize with people. I, I don't like the fact that I have to wait five or six days to comment on these things. It's done that way just out of necessity because uh, schedule-wise with, with my day job and everything else, I just don't have the time to do it. Uh, I'm sure you're you're aware. Every now and then, I'll put up you know my raw review uh, several days early on YouTube because mm-hmm. we have a YouTube channel as well. Yep. Uh, I do that as often as I can, but it really just comes down to timing. I mean, if it were up to me, I would do them Tuesdays and Wednesdays. But the one good thing about waiting to to comment on raw, to comment on the pay per view, especially when there's a lot of bad stuff that happens, and I'm sure you have seen a lot of bad stuff on wrestling TV <laughs> yourself. You got it. Uh, the good thing, the good thing about that is, I think people tend to be very emotional when they see something like that on television, and they're all pent up and they have all this anger and they just mm-hmm. want to vent it and let it out. Sometimes it's better to give give it some time, four or five days, calm down a little bit, and then comment on it because uh, it's not always a good thing to kind of wear your your heart on your sleeve and then kind of uh, go crazy. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's one benefit. It's just waiting a little bit. Plus, there's so much wrestling on TV. What you see on Monday night could make absolutely no sense by the time Friday night rolls around and, and SmackDown there. Mm-hmm. So, waiting until the end of the week, you've now seen everything. You've seen Raw. You've seen main events. You've seen Impact, and and you can get the full the full perspective on everything. Yeah, that's a good point. A lot of a lot of the time with wrestling fans, we like to go with our knee jerk reaction, just tweet out our reactions almost immediately to what goes on in the wrestling world. And it might make sense a few days later. It might not make sense, like you said. So that, that's a good point. Give it some time to digest yeah. before you comment on it. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and the one, again, one thing about that, I mean, I'm no different than you are, and, and you've seen it yourself. You know, if something happens on TV that really bothers me, I'll, you know, tweet out what I think, and I'll make it very clear how I feel. But then when I go on the air five days later and I do my show, on occasion, I maybe my mind has changed a little bit, mm-hmm. and my whole perspective, I have this whole rant planned in my head I can't wait to just tear these people to shreds and by the time the weekend rolls around it's like eh, you know what maybe it wasn't so bad and here's why so again that that's one that's one aspect to it I like as far as the um, <clears throat> as far as the pay-per-views are concerned you mentioned you know when there's pay-per-views I do make an effort to do my show a little bit earlier on pay-per-view weekends so like so I can do predictions and give people something to kill time with before the show goes on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't always work out that way, but I do make that effort. And I'll be in New Orleans in a couple of weeks for WrestleMania, and uh, we're planning on doing our annual roundtable show uh, with predictions probably about you know a day or two before the show, so that's always fun. Yeah, there's something to look forward to as well. And like we were saying before, there's a lot of people doing podcasts nowadays. Stone Cold, Jim Ross, Jericho are just a few of the top WWE stars or wrestling stars that have their own podcast nowadays. What tips would you have for an aspiring podcaster? Because I know a lot of people would like to voice their grievances on the world of wrestling, especially nowadays with the way that WWE has been in the last few months, especially with WrestleMania coming around. Um, what tips would you have for an up-and-coming podcaster, so to speak? Oh, I get I get emails like this all the time. I get people asking me, oh, you know, what what, what do you think I should do? Should I, should I want to start a show on YouTube. I want to start my own podcast. What service? And, I, I, my advice is usually always the same. I say you don't really need much. All you need is a very, uh, maybe cheap is not the right word. Get yourself a decent USB microphone that you can plug into your computer. 
use a program like like Audacity. You don't have to break the bank to buy some program to use. And just be passionate about what you're talking about, whether it's wrestling, if you want to talk about movies. Just make sure that you actually have a passion for it. If you don't care, you know, then it's going to reflect in your work. But if you care about it, if you really like it, and if you feel that passionately about it, whether you hate it or you love it, uh, that, that to me is the most important thing. I think there's a lot of people, I don't want to name any names, but there are people who have shows, and everybody has a show on YouTube. YouTube is, is very easy for people to upload uh, commentaries and, and, and podcasts on there. And it's, it's like they don't know what they're doing. And, and that's not a blanket statement. Um, you know, there are some very good shows on YouTube, but I see some of these things that I'm like, God, God they're, they're so terrible, and they're terrible because they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So I think the key is just to go ahead, listen to some other shows, get a feel for how other people do it, come up with a very basic format. Don't don't script yourself. Don't write you know pages and pages of notes. Just come up with some bullet points about what you want to talk about, and and just be passionate about it. I think that's the most important thing. Exactly. When it gets to the point where it starts to feel like a chore and you're not really passionate about it, that's when people don't want to listen. Because if you're not enjoying yourself doing the show, then they're probably not going to want to listen either. And uh, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And and look, I mean, I do a show by myself. I mean, there's a lot of podcasts out there that have two, three, four hosts, and I'm sure they're very entertaining and they're very funny. It's not easy to do a show by yourself, let alone do a show for two hours. I mean, if that were me, I would look at that and go, God, you know, that's boring. <laughs> you have to listen to somebody talk, one person talk to himself for two hours. And the amazing thing is, you know, for whatever reason, there's a decent number of people who want to listen to me yak about pro wrestling every week. But it wasn't like when I first started doing the show, I was doing shows like that. I go back and listen to my early shows and I want to, you know, I cringe. Because if I was still doing shows like that today, I'd, I'd shoot myself. I mean, that's how, you know, but I'm, I'm a critic of my own work. It took time to kind of find my voice, be comfortable with it, be funny, because it helps to have a sense of humor, and then you just, it becomes natural. And you mentioned before, you're, uh, with YouTube, everyone has a YouTube show now, everyone's putting their radio shows on YouTube. How did your relationship with uh, with TV tracks come about? Because I remember maybe the first clip of yours that I watched on YouTube before checking out the full thing um, on a weekly basis starting last summer was, I think, in the summer of 2012, when did your relationship with TV Tracks first start up, and how did that impact your uh, what you're viewing audience on a weekly basis? Yeah, TV Tracks is awesome. He, he was a fan of the show, and he started posting clips, and he asked me for permission first. I don't remember exactly when it was. It's been at least, it's been at least two years. But I was aware of, of his channel because he had so many subscribers, and he would post clips that were very popular. They would get a lot of hits and a lot of comments. And he just happened to be a big fan of my podcast, which I thought was really cool, he said, listen, you know, do you mind if I post some clips and I'll be happy to promote your Twitter, I'll promote your website, I said, sure, go for it, and it just took off from there, and, he, you know, he, he has a select few number of shows that he features on his channel, uh, and our show, thankfully, is, is one of the more popular ones on there, and, and, you know, his channel went down several weeks ago, there was a little snafu, which thankfully got uh, worked out, so he's back now, mm-hmm. and... I can't tell you how many messages I got. What happened to TV Tracks? What happened? Like, I'm not TV Tracks. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll find out. Calm down. Uh, people went crazy because his channel, I think what people like about his channel is if you don't have the time or you don't want to listen to a 90-minute podcast or a two-hour podcast, he cherry-picks the clips that he thinks are either the most interesting to him or that he thinks would be the most interesting to the people on YouTube. 
and they're very small sound bites. Some are longer than others, but it could be a you know a three minute clip of me, you know, uh, insulting somebody or me talking about how awesome Raw was on Monday, and here's why. And I picked up a ton of new listeners. I give him a lot of credit uh, because there's a lot of people who never would have known about the sound off were it not for the exposure we got on his channel. In addition to doing the sound off on a weekly basis, you also write for the Layfield Report, um, as owned by JBL on an occasional basis as well. How did that really come about? Because the Layfield Report features a number of very talented writers. Um, how did you were able to secure that spot on the Layfield Report, JBL's website? You know what it was? I started writing for the Layfield Report a little over a year ago. It was January of last year. Uh, he was looking, him and Michael Cole were posting on Twitter, you know, we're looking for writers, we're looking for bloggers, please apply and, and we'll talk. And I found out about it kind of late and uh, saw a post that JBL made on his, on his personal Facebook. So I just posted on his Facebook page. I said, ah, oh, you know, I'm sorry I didn't see this earlier because I thought I missed out on it, but I wanted to tell him that uh, you know, I thought his app was cool. I think I think that's what I say because he has an app for the Layfield Report uh, that actually is very cool. He has his own radio show and it's mm-hmm. it's very convenient. And and that was it. And I just posted that comment. And within half an hour, he responded to the post and said, "Oh, I'd love to have you write for my website. What do you have in mind?" And the discussion just kind of went from there. And the quick story about that—that's kind of funny. So I, I responded back to him. I said, well, you know, I'm a big fan of wrestling history, so I was thinking maybe I would do a column, you know, each week focusing on a specific event in, uh, you know, in WWE history. And I left for the day, and when I came back to check and see if he had responded, what happened is, I guess on Facebook, when you post on somebody else's page, uh, your friends and the people you're friends with can see the post that you made, and they mm-hmm. can respond to it. They can respond, they can like well, I didn't, I didn't realize that, and so all the people who had friended me on Facebook saw this post, and they went crazy. And there's a whole thread of comments, oh my God, I can't believe the Salamans is going to write for JBL, this is awesome, and JBL, you got to hire this guy, and like lists of comments, I was so embarrassed, like, I, and he hadn't responded. And I posted, I said, oh my God, you guys chased the poor guy away, he, he's not going to want to talk to me now. Yeah. And uh, anyway, he did get back to me, and, and I've been writing for for the website for over a year now and it's not really about wrestling history at this point I pretty much just write about whatever I want um, but that also has been has been really good exposure so that's that's very cool yeah I enjoyed the last article you wrote on Christian the underappreciated article that you put up a couple weeks ago I thought that was pretty good as well and uh, yeah yeah and then it's unfortunate because of what happened it looks like Christian got concussed and yep. he was off main event tonight which was kind of a bummer yeah exactly we're just about to rant <laughs> we're, we're just about to rant on that on the show too um, but uh, my last question for you would be you're going to Wrestlemania in a few weeks uh, just 12 days away you were at Wrestlemania 28 you put up your interview on your YouTube channel with Daniel Bryan so you were able to secure some solid interviews uh, two years ago you were there last year for Wrestlemania 29 and you'll also be in attendance for Wrestlemania 30 um, are you looking to do anything special while in the area for uh, for Wrestlemania in New Orleans and uh, what are your thoughts and anticipation, anticipation uh, for the show in just a few, in just a few short weeks I, I am just hoping to survive New Orleans. I have never been before, but I have friends who have, and they asked me, they said, how long are you going to be down there for? I said, I'm going to be down there for six days. They said, uh, it was nice knowing you, uh, because they've, <laughs> they've gone to New Orleans before for like two days, and they said they couldn't, they couldn't last longer than that. So yeah. uh, I'm, just, I, I'm just hoping to survive there on Bourbon Street, which is where we're staying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've heard a lot of good things about that city, you know, a lot of history there, so I, I want to do 
more than just the wrestling stuff. I want to just see the sights. I think we're doing like a like a boat tour and stuff like that. Um, but I'll be at the Hall of Fame. I'll be at WrestleMania. I think I may be looking more forward to the Raw the night after WrestleMania. Oh yeah, that's definitely. A bigger attraction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, so no, I'm looking forward to it. And like I said, the plan is that myself and and some friends of the show will do like a roundtable edition of the Sound Off. We've done that on the road sometimes. And, and just enjoy it. I mean, I, I don't have a lot of time to take vacation uh, just with my job and everything I'm doing. So this WrestleMania trip has become my annual vacation, so I look forward to it every year. Oh, absolutely. And the card's starting to slowly build up as well. We've got Daniel Bryan in the main event. We've got a solid match in Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar and some other matches on the card as well that a lot of fans are looking forward to, myself included. So here's wishing you to have a fun time in New Orleans for WrestleMania 30. And with all that being said, thanks for joining us, Jason. It's been great talking to you and great getting some insight on the Sound Off, the show that I've been listening to for two years now, and hopefully some more people tune in as well. Um, it airs, it, it, you put up podcasts every Sunday on your website. So before we let you go, uh, feel free to plug your show, uh, your articles, anything else you'd like to, uh, you'd like to plug. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll make it brief, just if you want to listen to the show, if you've never heard it before, the Solomonster.com is the website. We're on iTunes and Stitcher, and you can follow along on uh, on Twitter, at Solomonster. I'll be, like I said, I'll be in New Orleans, and I'm sure I'll be tweeting a lot of fun stuff from there. So I think that pretty much covers it. I, I just want to say thank you for inviting me on your show. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. We've been hoping to get you on here for a while now, so it's great to finally have you on here. Uh Always enjoy the show, like I said before. Thanks for joining us, man, and enjoy WrestleMania. Thanks a lot. Best of luck, man. No problem, man. Have a good one. You too. Bye. And that was Jason, folks. Jason Solomonster, a great show. Um, a very good interview with Jason, so thanks again to him for joining us. And now going on to the Raw Review for March 25th, March 24th, I'm sorry, 2014. But um, even before we get into that, I just want to make a brief note that we have an interview with an, an wrestler, I can't remember what his name is. I think his real name is Joe Legend, but his in-ring name in WWF 30 years ago. Someone contacted me on LinkedIn a couple weeks ago, on, or last week on spring break, asking me to interview this guy for my show. So I'm not going to turn on the offer, and his name was Just Joe in WWE. Coincidentally enough, was in an article on WWE.com a few weeks ago under the title of 15 Wrestlers You Forgot Existed. So he might not be the most popular wrestler, but we will be having him on the show because he's in Germany, I think, at the moment, we're going to be interviewing him on Thursday, um, Thursday afternoon or something, because it's 8 o'clock there when it's 2 o'clock here. So I'll be taping that on Thursday. We won't be able to have him on live as we just did Jason, but the audio of that interview. Next week, we've got WrestleMania, the WrestleMania Prediction Roundtable show. So we probably won't air it then, but maybe the week after or the week after that. So I'll save it for a later date. But with all that being said, Raw last night, getting into the good stuff. The fifth consecutive week, in my opinion, that we had a very, very solid show from Monday Night Raw last night. I very much enjoyed it. Did you guys enjoy it? Did you enjoy I have enjoyed Raw the last five weeks. So, And as like very similar to Jason, you are going to WrestleMania as well. I am going to WrestleMania. And you're looking forward to it? I can't wait. It's been setting up to be a very solid card. You got um, his seats. You can see where he's sitting, right yep. on the corner. Right on the corner, 106. Really? Yep. Nice. So you got camera view. Are you, are you in the hard camera? Like you're, I'm kind of like in the corner, so like I'm like the opposite side where the stage is going to be. But Okay, okay. Still very good seats, yeah. though. For WrestleMania 30, no yep. less. Not 29, not 20, 30th, 30th anniversary. anniversary. The biggest show of the year. It's going to be awesome. 
But um, before we even get into Raw, actually, speaking of WrestleMania, I just wanted to uh, discuss a few things. Main event just got finished as we started recording this. Um, I didn't see what happened. It ended at 8.54 Eastern time, so there was five or six minutes left um, before, we, uh, before we went live. So I don't know what happened when the show ended between Biggie Langs and Dolph Ziggler. I know Biggie retained the Intercontinental Championship. I don't know what happened with Dolph Ziggler. I'll find out after we're done doing the show. Um, but regardless, though, it's been confirmed, as Jason just said in the interview just a few short minutes ago, we were going to talk about this. Christian, it, news broke that Christian suffered an injury on Raw last night and was therefore not able to compete for the Intercontinental Championship on tonight's main event broadcast against Big E. Um, the commentators, he, they said that uh, it was due to a concussion suffered on Raw some reports were indicating that he suffered a torn pectoral muscle, which I think he tore a couple of years ago. Maybe in the other show. I don't know. Maybe in the other part of his body. I'm not exactly sure. I haven't read anything about it yet. But um, Christian's been suffering injuries left and right. And I said this a couple of weeks ago when he first came back, that he can't, he can't afford to suffer any more injuries before he retires. And um, I think November or August or whenever his contract expires. But he doesn't have much time left. And this would have been his first WrestleMania because he's been confirmed for the Battle Royal or had been confirmed for the Battle Royal, um, for the Under the Giant Battle Royal. And this would have been his first WrestleMania since WrestleMania 26 in 2010. So it sucks that he won't be on the card more than likely. I mean, we're only less than two weeks away, so it's very unlikely that he'll be on the card. And the only reason I mention this, I'm a huge Christian fan, so it's unfortunate that, that he won't be on the card. So, RJ, I just want to get your thoughts on Christian being pulled out of the IC title match tonight in the main event. Well, it's a shame that he got pulled out of the title match because obviously they had a great fatal four last night. But yep. I think if he only has the concussion, he'll be able to obviously come back for WrestleMania. But if he has the torn pectoral, he will not. Yeah, only time will tell. I mean, with the concussion too, because he suffered a concussion in a match against Orton back in August, and then that kept him out of action for six months. So you never know. Concussions can vary, varying, uh, you know, based on who you are. Dolph Ziggler only kept up for a month. Some people for a week or two. Yeah, so but, it all depends on who it is. But know? if it's his last chance, maybe they'll just throw him in there. Yeah. Tr- keep the spots with him, not yeah. too. Uh, exactly. Not, it's a yeah, battle, not right? too many exactly. bumps, and just maybe like throw him out. Like give him like the exposure he deserves, being a veteran, and then he's probably not going to win. But then eventually, just eliminate him. Exactly. Yeah. Even if not even in the matches, have him at least make an appearance yeah. or something. Like I said, probably going to be his final WrestleMania. I love the guy, but he's probably going to be retiring. By year's end, I have no problem with that because, like, as much as I like Christian, he's winding down his career. He's done everything there is to do, and um, I don't blame him for hanging up his boots at some point in the next few months. So that being said, though, um, the other uh, the other uh, topic of business that I wanted to talk about in regards to main event, it was announced on tonight's show that the tag team championship match at WrestleMania. This has been changing you know on a daily basis they kind of confirmed it on smackdown last week and they never really made it official until tonight and rj and i were I, and rj and i were just talking about this before the show in regards to who is going to be involved in the tag team title match at wrestlemania so now it's been confirmed that wrestlemania we've got the current champions the usos defending the championships against Rybaxel, the real americans and just now announced los matadores so, RJ, I want to get your thoughts on this because I don't want to go on a huge rant about this. It's it's good for the first three teams, but it shouldn't be uh, Los Matadores. It should be the Rhodes Brothers, who have been a solid tag team over the last couple months. Los Matadores, as everyone knows, is Primo and Epico. Mm-hmm. Pretty much remade it with Mascon, who weren't really good wrestlers before, and they <laughs> still aren't. And it's pretty much just 
get them on the card right now, I guess. Yeah, well, I like I like Primo and Epico. It's not that I don't like them, but um, I, I like them better as Primo and Epico, not under the masks. I think the masks are just stupid. I think it's hindered them more than it's helped them in the last six months or whenever they put them on. But um, the only two reasons that come to mind, obviously, one, they beat Rybaxel, the number one contenders to the titles, last night on Raw. So that's, I guess, one storyline reason. But the only actual reason that comes to mind why they would be in the Battle Royal over someone, or in the tag team title match over someone like the Rhodes Brothers, is might be due to the fact that their father, Primo's father and Epico's uncle, um, is going to be in the WWE Hall of Fame this year, Carlos Colon. Because mere minutes after we recorded the show two weeks ago, um, it was announced at the SmackDown tapings that he's going to the Hall of Fame. Very deserving. But um, even still, though, that's the only reason that comes to mind. It's not that they, that they should win the championship. No, they're not going to win the championship. No, not at all. That's probably going to be the pre-show match, which sucks for the Usos. But with those teams involved, Los Matadores, the complete joke. Right, Baxel's been up and down the last yeah. couple months. They're okay. I mean, they lost to Los Matadores like three or four times. And the Real Americans kind of like been... They're not really like... They weren't really in the tag team like picture for a minute. Yeah. Now they're back in it. So it's yeah. like... It's changing. They kind of like... They kind of like get the... The pre-show spot with the teams that are in it right now. So yeah, it's it's really strange. I mean, Ryback. I like Ryback, and a year ago it was hard to believe he was facing Mark Henry of all people and someone of a featured matchup at WrestleMania. Not really, but even still, it was better than what he's in now. And I don't know, just he and Axel just have no chemistry together whatsoever. It just does not make any sense to me at all, especially since there were quote unquote Paul Heyman guys, and then Paul Heyman isn't even with them anymore, so it doesn't make any sense. And they've already established they don't like each other. The real Americans, I think, deserve it. They shouldn't win because the Usos just won the championships. But um, the real Americans, though, I can see them breaking up either on this show, probably the night after WrestleMania, because that's usually when they have the crazy crowds and stuff yep. like that. You're not going to be at the, the no. Hall, right? I'll, be, I'll be back here that Monday night. So even still, it'll be fun to watch yep. it from home, but uh, watch it from the the, the comfort of your yep. own dorm. But yep. even still, though, it's going to be a crazy raw. Some people are looking forward. More so to that, like Jason said, than WrestleMania itself. So I look forward to, to uh, what happens in that tag team title match. But I'm not going to go on a huge rant about this here, but I wrote an article on about this on Bleacher Report this past Monday about how Cody Rhodes and Goldust should be in that spot over Ryback and Axel and maybe even the Real Americans to an extent and definitely Los Matadores in the sense that some people were saying that they should have saved Cody versus Goldust, a match that I've wanted to see at WrestleMania for the last number of years now. They should save it until WrestleMania 31. But something I think a lot of people fail to realize is that Goldust's current contract with WWE expires in, I think, August around the time of SummerSlam. So that's a no-go. And I did an interview with Goldust a little over a year ago, and this was not when he was in WWE. And he changes his mind all the time. He said he wanted to face Cody at one point. Now he doesn't. So things could have changed in the last year and a half, but what, from what he told me, he said that he wouldn't want to face his brother Cody Rhodes anywhere else but at, at WrestleMania. So, I mean, it would be a great match for SummerSlam, no doubt about that, but if it's not going to happen at WrestleMania, then it shouldn't happen at all, according to him. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see, and it would be a great match if they built it up. And here's one thing that someone told me, which I'm not all that optimistic about. I think it's a scenario, a possible scenario, but if we got... Cody Rhodes and Goldust turning on one another in the Battle Royal, or possibly even being the last ones in the Battle Royal, what are the chances of that happening? Eh, I don't think that's going to happen. The Big Show's going to win. The Big Show's going to win, so. Exactly, with the Big Show in there and Sheamus and, and Big yeah. E, like all those powerhouses, I don't see him surviving, unfortunately. I feel like it would have been good, too, if they let, they let it this WrestleMania, because it's Goldust's best run he's had exactly. at WWE. Yeah. Cody Rhodes is try, almost over the hump to get to... 
the top star, main event yeah. star. So maybe have Cody beat him and then yep. rise him over. Exactly. Nice. You wouldn't even need to turn gold to heel. Yeah. I mean, just do face versus face. We've seen that before. It doesn't need to be like a, a Jeff and Matt Hardy yeah. kind of thing. I, kinda, like I feel like they're kind of like teasing a little bit right after they lost the titles. Like exactly. After the match, them. they both kind of like... Like, yeah. look at each other, kind of, like, upset about it, but then yeah. they kind of never, like, really turn that into exactly. a feud. But. They just completely drop the ball on it for some, for one reason or another, and this is WWE creative we're talking about, so I'm not all that surprised. <laughs> but um, even still, though, I look forward to that. If they do end up doing something with them, all the power to it. I mean, I would love to see it. But um, Cody, Rhodes had a, Cody Rhodes had his match canceled last year at WrestleMania. We had uh, th- that eight-person tag team match, and not a match that we were all looking forward to anyway. But those people earned a paycheck, you know, with Damian Sandow in there as well, Cody Rhodes. I don't want to see their match get canceled, so that sucked. And then Goldust, like you just said, having the best run of his career up to this point, having great matches, Cody Rhodes as well. Easily, I think, obviously programming is better now. It's not picture, it's not picture perfect. It's not all that entertaining, but it is... The road to WrestleMania, I think we can agree, is much better than what it was. Programming itself is better than it was, what it was like three or four months ago. Would you say that? Yeah, I would say I feel like this year's WrestleMania, they're actually like pushing the matches. They're actually yeah. they're trying to like get the storylines over. Like 29, we had the Rock and yeah, Rock and Cena again. Exactly. No one cared. Yep. The for, last <clears throat> time ever, they had a year, so like that had a, a lot of, had a build up, but it was like Cena. You know, Cena was going to wrestle all year, and then last month they, they kind of like yep. stapled. Rock and Cena, like I think, pretty sure was that year he fought Kane. Had a few with Kane. Was it or that was that twenty nine? Had a few with Kane. Kane and Orton was twenty eight. Twenty eight. No, I meant Cena and Kane. Oh, like, Cena yeah, and Kane I was think they fe- Yeah, that so, was also going to twenty eight. Yeah. Yeah, because so, yeah. I remember he fought him at like Elimination Chamber, yeah. and then like then they kind of like pushed the feud to the last minute. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like this year, like they're pushing all the feuds, trying to get all the interest in all the like the big four matches. Yep. They got the Orton Batista. Whoever wins the Triple H one, but I feel like they've kind of realized like twenty seven was a kind of a joke of a WrestleMania. Was Possibly bad. one of the worst cards at WrestleMania. <laughs> twenty eight had its spots, but then I feel like they now know that they they have the spot. Now they can start pushing it. Yep. And I feel like their feud is going to be pretty good this year. Well, I'm pretty this is, pretty excited. This is WrestleMania thirty. Like doesn't get yeah, any bigger yeah, than yeah. that. Around here, like, doesn't get any bigger. Only get one WrestleMania thirty. Exactly. 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 WrestleMania twenty was great. WrestleMania ten, the same thing. So. Like I said, I think I very much agree with you. WrestleMania 27 sucked. Um, 28, I would think, is underrated in my opinion. I think that was the best WrestleMania in, I think, maybe the last 10 years or so. I think maybe until WrestleMania 19 or 20. uh, I don't know. 21 was pretty good, too. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like 22 was good, 23. Let's let's say the best of the PG era since 08. Maybe. Not including 24. What was the last one in 08, then? The oh, last. Oh, wait, we five years ago, so I've been like 25. 25 was first. I didn't like 25. I'm trying to think who was in 25. I don't 25 know. They had a couple was, good matches. Undertaker and Shawn Michaels the first time. Amazing matchup, but that was the only highlight, in my opinion. I, I can't remember who else was on the card. Triple H and Orton, man. I hated that matchup. That was they had a good terrible. feud, though. They had a good feud, just terrible execution. And the random ass triple threat match of the World Heavyweight Championship Cena, Big Show, and Edge. I just didn't like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Just, I'm just trying to remember, yeah. The Hardys match was good, too. I don't, I don't want to go on, on yeah, all the uh, way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I need 25. We could sit here for like an hour talking about everything. Yeah, tw- I, feel, I feel like tw- 28 was better than 29. I feel like 29... Exactly, yeah. The only really good match was the and Punk... And it was predictable. Tell yeah, the, all the matches were predictable at 29. Yeah, yeah. You knew Punk was going to lose. Yeah. You knew Cena was going to win. The last two hours... The entire knew, show was like I f- four. I feel like the only match you kind of didn't know where it was going to go was Triple H and... Uh, 
No, Triple H was winning that. I didn't uh, think Triple H career. It, this is the thing. Brock Lesnar won clean at SummerSlam. Yeah. Then the rematch Triple H had to put himself over at WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, but I don't know. I don't know. So I was, who, who was the main I enjoyed the feud, though. Who was uh, World Heavyweight last year? Alberto Del Rio and Jack Swagger. Oh. That was the worst feud I've seen yep. in uh, the longest time. Because then they tried to get uh, Swagger with a real American, then oh, he got DUI, yeah. so... He didn't even get an entrance at the show. He Who? didn't even get an Swagger? entrance. Swagger? Jack Swagger. He got the, he got the dark entrance? He what a the... threat he is to the world championship. Yeah, yeah. He didn't get an entrance. This doesn't make any sense. Trying to think who else was Russell last year. 29, like 27, 27 was known, was well-liked for only one match, and that was Undertaker versus Triple H. I didn't even, I, I, I wasn't even was like, enthralled. It was I, a solid match. I'm pretty sure, like was that the year Triple H just basically beat, Beat, beat him down the whole yep. match, and then yep. the last minute Undertaker obviously yep. beat him. Exactly. Yeah, that but, was the only. That was a good match. The, it wasn't fantastic. But, like the Rock being special guest host, like didn't really like yeah, get over. Was, Miz or Cena main yeah. event. It's a joke. Three years yep. later, how many years? Yeah, three years later. Now. Cole versus uh, Lawler. Oh my god, that's there. Like, and they bumped off Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan too. Yeah, those two deserved a spot on the card. So that but was a joke. Twenty-seven. Now think of twenty-seven was really bad. Twenty-seven was terrible, man. Twenty-nine and twenty-seven probably the last. Last five years were the worst too. Yeah, I feel bad for people that were they were airing. Why did they air those shows in the network, man? They air like the worst crap on the network. Like if you're gonna show something, show something good. Like you were saying, you were watching WrestleMania 28. That was a good show in my opinion. They, they've been show. airing 27 and 29 a lot too, though. 29 too. Yeah. Eh, 29 sucked in my opinion. 27 was 27 was way worse though. I feel like. <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but that's the thing about WrestleMania 30 because. The only plus about WrestleMania 29 was that it can't get any worse. Yeah. WrestleMania, as bad as it could possibly be, WrestleMania 30, it can't get any worse than WrestleMania 29. That's the only benefit to it. And I said that about a month and a half ago when the card wasn't all that strong, but they've really built it up well in the last two or three weeks or so. Now we've got, we've got a very solid show in our hands, and it looks like it could be the best WrestleMania in the last five, six, seven years. So I look forward to it. But, um, yeah, I look forward to WrestleMania 30. We've got a great card all around. We've got two new matches added to the WrestleMania card. We've got, first, the six-man tag team match, The Shield versus versus Kane and the New Age Outlaws. Now, there's been a lot of... There's been a lot of two thoughts about this, two cents, you know, this split reactions on this. Um, a lot of people are pissed that the Shield are working with the New Age Outlaws because apparently the New Age Outlaws requested to work with the Shield at WrestleMania, and um, I think they wanted to turn the Shield babyface before they split up. I don't know when they'll be splitting up, whether it be at WrestleMania the night after. But they're babyface the now. They're babyfaces yeah. now, which I think is the smartest thing. Um, but even still, after. Months and a year and a half, basically, of having great matches, show-stealing matches. They've been put with three old farts and the New Age Outlaws and Kane. So, but the part that I don't really mind about this is, one, it kind of made sense, because I, I called this maybe like a week and a half ago, because they're a part of the authority. Kane's a part of the authority, and, and so New is the New Age, Age Outlaws. Outlaws. So they, they're feuding with the authority. They're kind of feuding. Triple H, they appear to be on fine terms with Triple H last night. But I think it will be only a matter of time before they turn on Triple H, too. And I think that could be a great feud. If they do the Shield versus... Um, well, here's the thing. If they go through the authority at WrestleMania, someone asked me today, do you think we'll see the Shield lose at WrestleMania and that be the catalyst for them breaking up? At this point, if you're not going to break them up fully, then don't break them up at all for the next few months. Save that matchup until SummerSlam. It could be... a featured matchup on the SummerSlam card, maybe for the U.S. title if Ambrose is still champion by that point in time. 
And then the New Age Outlaws, I don't really care for. Kane, you know, he always gets his match at WrestleMania, so whatever. The match could be fine enough. I like the Shield as babyface. It's something new for them. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, you could transition this into a feud, maybe at Extreme Rules, I don't know, at some point down the line, with the Shield versus Triple H, Batista, and Randy. I was going to go on that. I was going to say... Maybe they have the triple th- that six man tag one of the first matches. Yep. Shields about to bury Kane. Triple H's music hits. They look over. Someone gets choke slam. They lose. Yep. Later in the night, Triple H about to beat Daniel Bryan. Shield comes out. Referees knock down. They, they always have the referee bump. Yep. Triple H looks, turns around, spears by gets speared by Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Then Daniel Bryan beats him. Goes on later, wins the championship. So basically, screwing over Triple H and the Authority, and then the guy that they really don't want to be champion wins a champion that night. Exactly, exactly. I could see it working out that yep. way. Um, when I was listening to Jason's podcast, The Sound Off, this past week, someone suggested on his pa- on his podcast that I think this is a great idea, too, almost as good as that one, that the next night on Raw, you have Daniel Bryan come out. Assumingly, he will be champion after WrestleMania. So you have him come out at the start of the show, um, you know, just you know, doing his whole victory speech like, like uh, Cena did last year. And um, Triple H comes out, Batista comes out, and Randy Orton comes out. Now, they haven't really been on the best of terms, of course, because they're all but could be potentially facing each other at WrestleMania. So they're not going to be best friends. We know that. And it would be like a handicap match at WrestleMania. So it's good that Batista and Orton are showing tension. But you have them align to take out a common enemy in Daniel Bryan. So you have Triple H, Batista, and Randy Orton all on the apron, ready to attack Daniel Bryan. And boom, Sierra Hotel, India Echo, Lima yep. Delta, The Shield. They come That's actually really good. I like that. Revolution, you know? Yeah, I actually so, like that. And you set it up for Extreme Rules. So yeah. I don't know what Triple H's thing is with going in the ring. And at Extreme Rules, I don't know if he's going to be an on-air character, yeah. you know, as, as but, can as you know on a regular basis after yeah. WrestleMania. But I like that. That's actually a pretty good idea. So I would love to see something like that happen. Like I said, I don't take credit for it, but I heard that. I'm like, that has to happen. That's actually now. a good idea. But um, yeah, Shield versus Evolution. Absolutely. People were pitching that last year. I'm like, nah, that's not happening, man. I'm sorry. Batista isn't even coming back. And he came back, and now they're all heels all at the same yeah. time. And they're feuding like the authority, too. Exactly. So like that, it exactly. could happen. It could happen. It I like well that, happen. though. That's, that's the money potential that they have in the Shield. I think they can make great money off Shield merchandise. And I know they already have Shield shirts and stuff. But because they're baby faces. Now it's going to. Exactly. Now it's going to blow up. So I look forward to that. That's another good match addition to the card, in my opinion. Another match we've had, we've now since have added to the WrestleMania card, a Divas match, of course, the oh, obligatory yeah. Divas match. And, um, well, technically not obligatory because we didn't have one last year because it got canceled. <laughs> but anyway, this is the first time in WrestleMania history that the Divas Championship has been defended at WrestleMania, which I think is good. I mean, the Divas Championship isn't the most prestigious thing in the world, but AJ's been champion for nine months now, and she deserves to have this spot at WrestleMania, this championship match at WrestleMania. And we talked two weeks ago. um, I was pitching Naomi and Lita and Mickie James, obviously very far-fetched. Naomi has since returned. She came back last week. With the eye patch. um, With the eye patch. (laughs) With the... the Posh eye patch <laughs> with the pirate eye patch with yep. the with the pirate eye patch, but um, and she's still wearing that too. It looked goofy as all yep. hell. They, but, they uh, just like blinged it up. Yeah, they blinged it they up. Blinged it's it so up. goofy. But yep. um, anyway, the match at WrestleMania it's gonna pit every diva in the in the divas division, all sixteen of them, against one another in a divas invitational matchup for the Davis Championship. Now, you tweeted me last night, yep. it should be in the format of the Cruiserweight Open that they had WrestleMania 20. 10 years prior, no yep. less. So, um, I think that's a solid addition to the card. I think it's better than just AJ versus Naomi. 
Um, the whole get everyone on the card thing, it has, it has its, its pros and its cons. Yeah. I mean, pros, everyone gets in the card. Yep. Everyone deserves no one's disappointed that not no one's been left out. Exactly. Um, the cons is that... There's a lot of people. There's a lot of long matches. Yeah, like we had at WrestleMania 25, almost the same exact thing. We had that Mr. WrestleMania Battle Royal, but and everyone that was, was that was garbage. I mean, we had Santino. Santino Morello won. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, in that matchup, we had I don't know. Lita wasn't it? I don't even think Trish was in there. I don't know. We had a whole bunch of legends come back for that matchup, yeah. and the fact that I can't even remember who they are was very bad. Yeah. I mean, the fact they were just overshadowed completely is bad. But um, hopefully, we don't get that this year. It was funny because. I think it was Trish, or someone was saying on a podcast recently that oh anyone that gets that anyone that earns the right to appear at WrestleMania, I think it was Lita, um, any any diva that earns the right to be at WrestleMania has already done all the work. They've earned the right to be at WrestleMania. So does that mean Rosa Mendez really put in the work to be at WrestleMania? All those zero matches that she wrestled in the yeah, last Oksana, all that, yeah, Oksana. Fox, yeah. <laughs> How funny is this, man? I would look this up a couple months ago. I don't know when this was. I forgot, but. I was looking at people's wins and loss records. Yoshitatsu hasn't won a match since 2010. Unlike Raw or SmackDown or whatever. Rosa Mendez, in her WWE career, has been in the WWE, may I mind you, for six years now. Okay, She's won one match <laughs> by disqualification. Like, that's sad. No one has had... For, you can't be in a company for six years and only win one match. That's, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. But anyway, I look forward to that matchup. AJ. Well, I hope it is like the Cruiserweight Open. Like, yeah. Not the all in there, like, scratching each other and ripping yes. each other's hair. Like, I want to see that. Like, have two people start in, one person gets pinned, another person comes in. Exactly. AJ's the last one. Kill gets, some time. Yeah. Too. So, I hope we, uh, I hope we get that um, style of matchup at WrestleMania. They didn't really make that, it clear. That could the be the pre show, though, too. Very Just well in case be. they're afraid of how long it could take. Yeah, yeah. I can see that could happening. could start off with the tag team match, but either way, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, either the tag team match or the Divas title match will probably be on the I heard, show. I saw in uh, Bleach Report they might have the Andre the B- Giant battle. No, I was like, no way they're going to no, have that. The that first, completely the ruined the meaning That would it, ruin yeah. the whole point of having yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I think it would be a complete waste. Um, the pre-show this year, I think, is two hours. One's on the, the second hour is on the network. And the first hour, I think it's just promoting. I'm not really sure. Just, you know, the video packages and stuff like that. But hopefully the pre-show is better than it was last year. Because last year the pre-show was The Miz versus Wade Barrett. And the pre-show last year was one hour long. And The Miz versus Wade Barrett lasted all of four minutes. And they had a rematch the next night on Raw. And it got, like, three times that. Like, I don't get it. It didn't make any sense to me. The show's going to be th- show's three hours, right? Yep. WrestleMania? Yes. Four hours. Four, four hours? Four hours, and you include the two-hour pre-show, that's six hours. And if they do a post-show, that's like seven hours. Because I'm trying to think of like if they had like how long the match is going to be. You know, the, the Divas po- in- invitation is going to be like boom, 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 boom. Like, the, remember that Survivor Series match with the Divas? Yeah. Like that one quickly. But I'm trying to think like the main event ones. Like Cena Bray Wyatt will be like a nice 15, 20-minute yeah. match. And the entrances too. Daniel Bryan will be a long match, the first one. The championship match will be long. Yeah. The Lesnar match will be long. Yep. That's t- that's four 20-minute matches. They in the Battle Royal, too, with 30 people in it. WrestleMania is three hours still, right? Four hours. Four, four hours. hours. Four hours. It starts at seven. Yeah. Right. So. so. I don't know. I feel like they probably, they'll probably put like more bottom feeders in the pre-show, probably. Yeah, if yeah. If it's four hours long... You have four 20-minute matches. That's like a that's an hour and Yeah, I think we got the card set in stone at this point. I yeah. don't think there's any more matches being added. Every, they basically have everyone on the card. Well, you said they might put some more like NXT 
guys and they yeah, might they yeah, might yeah. throw an XT championship match in there you that's know that's what I was hoping I made an article a couple weeks well, ago about matches that they could add to the pre-show and that'd be an excellent match to have on the pre-show on the network you put Adrian Neville against Corey Graves or I know they're having an NXT title match this week with Bo Dallas or whatever right. but um, you could always do a rematch well, they, could, they could do like I said to do the pre-show they could have the Ascension fight with the titles yeah. on the line Paige Absolutely. could fight with Paige the, yeah they could, maybe the pre-show could just be them coming out giving exactly. them some Give spotlight them some great exposure, yeah. yeah I would very much uh, look forward to that that's a good idea Hopefully so um, go with it. yeah, I would hope so. I mean, uh, the pre-show itself. Hopefully, they featured something meaningful on yeah. there. I mean, it shouldn't be complete throwaway. But uh, yeah, the Divas match itself, I look forward to. If they did the title change, then whatever. I mean, AJ has held it long enough. They've done every possible feud uh, known to man with AJ and the rest of the Divas right now. But um, even still, the Battle Royal itself should take up quite a bit of time. We have four remaining spots. Um, they confirmed a lot of people yep. in the matchup. We had a few people added last week on SmackDown. We had a few people added. Bunch of bums last night from Yeah, Raw. yeah. Oh we had Sin Cara added, Zack Ryder. Brodus Clay. Brodus Clay. He hasn't been seen in months. Um, who else? Sin Cara. There was someone else. Justin Sin- Gabriel. Justin Gabriel. Mysterio. Darian, Mysterio, who wasn't even on the show last night. But, um... <laughs> That's the closest that we're ever going to get to Rey Mysterio versus Sin Cara. Even though it doesn't matter anymore because Sin Cara isn't Sin Cara. Now it's Hunico. But um, even still, though, there's four spots remaining as of now. Unless they switch someone out, and they won't at this point. Unless they add the Rhodes Brothers into the tag team title match. But I've all of but lost hope at this point. It's ridiculous. So the they have to have them do something with those guys in the Battle Royale. They have to do something meaningful. If they don't, it's a complete waste of their talent in the could, matchup. We could see uh, Carlito... Uh... Little Carlito, in there. Carlito. I can see a little Carlito in there. Spit in the face to people who don't like <laughs> to be cool. But, um, yeah, four spots remaining. And I suggested <laughs> about two hours ago, should two of those spots go to Bad News Barrett and Alexander Rusev? And Jeff replied to my tweet and laughed at me. <laughs> can you explain the reasoning behind that, Jeff? I hate both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Simple enough. Well, Bruce, not Bruce Clay, I'm sorry, uh... Alexander Rusev, we talked about two weeks ago. I don't the like next, him either, the next, the next Vladimir Kozlov. If he's not going to win, I see no point putting him in the matchup. Like, the whole Royal Rumble thing, I think, was a waste because he didn't even... He stood out for, like, a few minutes. But, I mean, then he was ultimately eliminated anyway. I think he'll, he'll probably be in the match. He might, like, monster heal it a little bit, but yeah, then eventually yeah. Big Show will <laughs> knock his lights out and yeah. throw him to the curb where he belongs. Yeah, he hasn't been on Raw in the last few weeks, so I don't know what the deal is with him. Bad news, Barrett. I mean, he was on main event tonight. He hasn't really been on Raw in a few weeks. But um, even still, though, I think he deserves he, he a spot at WrestleMania. He hasn't wrestled the match since the Bad News Barrett gimmick started. And I think we talked about this the last time I had you on. But um, Bad News Barrett should make his in-ring debut or re-debut at WrestleMania. Could possibly <clears> win it. Exactly. Exactly. I think if either have him win it. Or have him be the first one eliminated because he's been delivering all this bad news to everyone on the roster yep. and they have yet to get his vengeance. And uh, they could finally get their vengeance by having him be the first one eliminated from the matchup. So even, even still, I could see him being in there. Some people have been saying, I think we were talking about RVD, Chris Jericho, maybe being in there. At this point, I don't really think so. They might be just easily overshadowed. But it, it would be they cool to see be RVD. Surprise, though. Yeah, exactly. If they're surprised, then they could be pretty cool. Jericho, probably not. I have. I have my money on RVD over Jericho. Jericho, I think, is fine right now. He didn't do much. He said on his podcast... Goldberg. Goldberg, yeah. Goldberg. I would lose if Goldberg (laughs) came out. (laughs) Just eliminate everybody. That'd be hilarious. Um, I know there were... next. (laughs) I know there were rumors of uh, the Ultimate Warrior being in a match against Ryback, but obviously that's not happening. Um, But even so, though, I think WrestleMania, as it stands right now, 
It's a good it's, card so far. It's definitely a good card. I think it's uh, unless they have much left to change. Last year, like we talked about, they waited until like the literal last week, right before the show, to make everything official for the show, yeah. and that pissed me off to no end. At least this year, they have a long-running storyline with Daniel Bryan. The storylines have developed with everyone. All the big matches have their storylines. They've been yeah. developed for a while. Yeah. They keep pushing the storylines. Keep giving everyone what they want. So. Exactly. It's pretty much... I feel like last year the only one that was really... Was the Punk and uh, Undertaker. But yeah. with Heyman, you don't really need... Yeah, exactly. Much more besides him. Well, that's also what I wanted to talk about, too. The conclusion of last night's episode of Raw saw um, Brock Lesnar call out The Undertaker... And then The Undertaker had his very long entrance inside the casket. <laughs> yep. He wasn't in there. He started stomping on it, and then he was in there. And Somehow. then Brock Lesnar just ran away. I mean, you really need to – I don't want to say waste because all due respect to The Undertaker. I mean, he's the most respected guy in wrestling history, no doubt about it, and a bona fide WWE Hall of Famer. But at this point – his match with Punk was great. The feud itself, I think, left a lot to be desired. But that thing, that feud was gold compared to Lesnar versus Undertaker. Like they really have nothing. They're not really like, nothing. The whole push was he wanted to fight Orton and Batista. Yeah, exactly. But then so he couldn't like, get it, so there's like, up oh, his leftovers. He had Undertaker. Exactly. Exactly. At least so, the Punk had like he had like the. Kind of like the douchebag, kind of like yeah. persona. And like, the Paul Bearer thing yeah, he, randomly happened. They but buried it. it. Their, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So they worked. It, it worked to their benefit, unfortunately. I mean, no one... But the main story... Basically, the main story was like, Lesnar, here's your leftovers. You can beat the streak if you want. Because exactly. you're not going to get the title. They had their first hot angle a week ago or a month ago yesterday with the whole pen stabbing thing. I thought that was great. A great way to kick off the... But the other thing that hurts the feuds is that they're not there every week. Exactly. And when they are there on the same show, they did nothing. Nothing. They closed out the show, which which I think was pretty cool. They gave it some focus. But I mean... I don't know if they're going to do anything notable with this feud before WrestleMania. I mean... Well, they, I bet they both will be on the show next week, too. They have to be. I mean, there's... They oh, have obviously. to be. It's the week yeah. before WrestleMania. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I don't know. They have to give Brock Lesnar his seat back because he's not winning. Yeah. He, I don't... You, you guys were saying before that he might be winning. Why do you think he would win? Just to get him over even more. I don't know. I don't think they're ever going to end the I don't think they're just to Brock Lesnar. I think I if they're going to let him lose, it would be the Shawn Michaels, but... Yeah, Shawn Michaels would have been the guy. But, I don't but know. I feel still. like, why waste a good a good main star on Undertaker if you already know he's going to lose? Well, that's the thing. I mean, they really haven't built it up all that much. They haven't built this match up to the point where I think if it if he lost, it would mean something. I mean, beating this if you end the streak, it means something, but this feud has sucked to the point where I think if it, if it ends now, it would feel... It feel it, feel like the fans got cheated a little bit. Exactly, it feel anticlimactic. If, it, if it's gonna end, it better be built up big, like in a feud with John Cena, or like we talked about a few weeks ago, like with Bray Wyatt or or whoever else. The match itself could be very, very. It good. It could be a good match. With the, I still look forward to it. Yeah, I'm gonna look forward to the match, but I feel like out of the four main matches, it's the, obviously the least built. Are there any leftover diehard Undertaker fans still alive? <laughs> Diehard Undertaker fan. Yeah. I'm still an Undertaker fan. Not die, no diehards. No diehards, though. They're, dead, Not a probably. Di- no. They're probably in the cemetery. Rest in right. peace right now. No pun intended, of course. Diehard, exactly. dead man. But <laughs> even still, the match itself I look forward to. The feud itself, like I said, the, the feud with Punk was okay. This one is just... It's not even bad. It's just non-existent. Like they have no pre-existing issues. Exactly. With one the story. It's the thing is the storyline isn't like 
It's not there. It's not there. Exactly. It's basically that he's been weakened. Exactly. It's no. It's just like you can't get the title match. So we'll just give you something that somewhat means something if you win. (laughs) But you're not going to win. But we'll still give you the match. Exactly. It makes sense. You're on a contract. We need to put you in main WrestleMania. Why not just lose Undertaker? Yeah. Get your millions of dollars and leave. Even if he did beat Undertaker, it wouldn't be Lesnar beat Undertaker. It would be Undertaker lost. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. He wouldn't even get the headline. The only the only like big like marketing they've been using is. I uh, beat the streak, conquer, eat, sleep, conquer, streak, yeah. whatever the crap eat, they're sleep, saying. Break the streak. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's that. But besides <laughs> that, it's been pretty. It's out of the four, it's been the worst uh, advertised. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I said, though, it's it's gonna be a good enough match that I don't mind all that much. But it's just a shame because they're really dropping the ball on the Undertaker. They only use this guy once a year. You would think he's that too, the, he's too old. The one time that he's the one time that he's actually on programming, you would think that they would use him correctly. But yeah, last yesterday. Um, he turned 49. He turns 50. He turns 50 next year. He looks 69. <laughs> yeah, he's all beat up. He's got the wrinkles. He's just, he's, he needs to hang the, hang the he's boots get, up. In my opinion, he's not there yet. He's getting there. He's very, very close to getting there. I think he has one or two, one or two Maybe matches Maybe one. If he's you worry me when you say two. Yeah. <laughs> One's pushing it. Next year, I want to see Taker versus Sting if they build towards that, if they bring in Sting, which I think is likely at this point, which I, I think would be amazing. Um, if you're there in attendance for Mania and have Sting come out... And then the point the out, bat. Yeah, point, point the, the bat, bat or WrestleMania sign. That'd that be could great. Be, but be phenomenal. I don't know. I feel like out of all the matches, the main ones, that's the least one I'm... Yeah, same I'm, here. Same here. I'm, Maybe I'm, not more than like the Divas match. But like the, but main, the main four the matches, matches, that's the last one I'm really not too... Uh, yeah. The main event, the other main event matches make up for it though. So I'm the one I'm looking for the most, you'd be surprised, it's the Bray Wyatt vs Cena match. It's actually I been feel like phenomenal. it's been the most advertised yeah. marketing. Oh. Yeah, On Raw last night that was. They've been like using yeah. older angles, yep. like with the mask, like the Undertaker and all. Yep. Someone put I saw on Twitter, but like they've been building up. Even like Cena's been having good matches, like Luke Harper. Like yep. they're actually good, that good was matches. Match, yeah. And like it's just been like they use the whole like. The promo, spe- like whatever they, the lights go out, yeah. Cena's hung up yeah. with the mask on. Like they've been like building it. He's gonna steal Cena's legacy. Yeah. He's gonna go over it. It's just, it's perfect. It's phenomenal. I Brownie love where the creative writing's going with this uh, storyline right now. Brownie points to production yep. team for that yep. amazing promo. The like, promo is amazing. To play at the top of the show. You had fantastic. to. It's so good. Fantastic. Like you said you never think a Bray Wyatt and a Eminem, Eminem yeah. promo would be good. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's good. The match itself could be very good. John it's gonna be very good. John Cena has had great matches in the past. He's maybe has a very stale character. We all know that. Yeah. But his matches are bar none phenomenal. Yep. A lot more often than not. Bray Wyatt proved at Elimination Chamber at Roy Rumble. Rumble with Daniel Bryan that his matches can be very, very good. Very good. So, and being in the ring with a top star on John Cena, I will admit I will be disappointed if he loses, but he's not going to be destroyed. Yeah. He won't be competing on WWE superstars like the next Boy, week. You he know could. What? He could. You, know? <laughs> you never know. I don't know. You never know. John Cena could make that happen. Yeah. Just because he insulted his girlfriend, Nikki, yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he did. Plastic. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Yeah. But um, even so, though, the match itself could be very, very good. I will be disappointed if he loses, but John Cena is a guy at this point in his career where he can afford to take a loss. And I wanted yeah. to see... I desperately want to see him lose clean. I mean, if he could lose... If he loses clean, that would be... Phenomenal. He lost cleanly Daniel Bryan, too. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say that. But yeah. I feel like if he lost cleanly to Bray Wyatt, it put him over the top. Yeah. Main event guy now. Yeah. If he was really... dirty, it's kind of like yeah. they don't want Cena's image to really Even be Even if he broken. wins dirty, I'm fine with it, man. But I feel like Cena's at that point, like, 
he's kind of like with a rock and Stone Cold all of them yeah. where at the point like they'd lose to someone that was coming up, lose cleanly, the handshake, the hug, exactly. get them over. Pretty much I feel like that's what they should do with Bray Wyatt. Exactly. Which they kind of did with Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Beat Cena clean, handshake, all big yeah. thing. Obviously he got screwed at the yeah, end. Yeah, well, even but, the match itself. But the match good. alone was really yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. But um, if Bray Wyatt could beat the guy that beat The Rock in the main event of last year's WrestleMania, it could be huge for yep. Bray Wyatt. All I ask is that he not lose to the Big Show this Friday night on SmackDown. He won't. He won't. Be, he, won't. he won't be knocked out. One, two, three, clean. Pin it might be. Yeah, it's probably gonna be a dirty. It'll be a dirty win if he's gonna win against yeah. Big Show. Yeah. But I feel like he's. I hope he wins. They're not gonna. I feel like they won't have him lose to Big Show a week before WrestleMania. Yeah, they won't have. If him he's beat- losing to Big Show, he's not being seen at that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So you can't like. Exactly. They can't just do that. So. Yeah. So they won't have him lose via pinfall. Even be by DQ, I don't want to see him lose because. I think he lost to Daniel Bryan once and like trippy to the troops or something in like a minute match by DQ or something. That hardly counts. But besides that, he has yet to lose a match at all. Yeah. Like like by even disqualification. I mean he's lost tag team matches, but in singles right. competition. It's not like him officially getting pinned. Right? Yeah, exactly. Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised we have yet to mention that too, that he's been he has he's been undefeated since he arrived in July. The, it's just because I feel like he's a heel and they're not really like too yeah. worried about the whole thing. Yeah, they should but, go. Well, I think it's better that they not reference it, because if they were to reference it, like, oh, Bray Wyatt is this unstoppable monster. He can't be beaten. John Cena is. Right, so. So the fact they're not mentioning it. But that's it, like kind of like, that goes back to like, the Undertaker thing. He's going to tame the beast. Yeah. Because they've been, they, they've been over, I feel like they've been overdoing how great Lesnar really is. Yeah. Like, the beast, like. Yeah. He's just a he's just like yeah. a huge genetic freak is what he really is. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, they keep exerting how like beastly he is, <laughs> but I feel like they've they've evolved the Bray Wyatt character enough that no one knows who Husky Harris is anymore. Yeah, exactly. The first you don't even know who Husky Harris is. Who's Husky? No clue. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like they've got him over. Like you see, Curtis actually like Michael McGillicuddy. Like yep. same thing. Yeah, completely. He's but the, easily one of the best acts in he, WWE yep. today, in wrestling today. And he, it's it's not even like his character. His character's good, but his like. His voice, the way he can talk, just yeah. puts him over that much more. Yeah, he, him on, he's probably the best on the mic right now. Yeah, his like with Punk ri- on definitely. Yes, he's his, the top number one guy. His rhymes and the way he, his like just the persona and charisma. Yeah. he has is just ridiculous. The dedication of yes. his character is just amazing. Yep. Um, just had you given that gimmick to anyone else, you give it to anyone else. I don't think it would have worked yes. as well. He made that character. Sometimes the character makes a wrestler. The wrestler, wrestler makes made the char- that character. He makes the character, yeah. and then. The, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan help get yeah, over that. Even I'm not a big fan of Rowan because I feel like he's kind of just like he's just there for show. Luke Harper yeah. is actually a good wrestler. Luke Harper was in Ring of he, Honor. He definitely s- he sold me last night. He did. Great he had a great team. match, John yeah. Cena. Great, great match. We were like, we were kind of worried. Of yeah, course, like Luke Harper, like that's yeah. kind of stupid. But, but he had a great he match. He did. Yeah. Even Eric Rowan, a lot of people crap on a lot. I think he's pretty good. I I feel like I haven't really seen him besides tag team, but I feel like yeah. I mean, it sounds harsh to say like he's the worst of the three, but and he is. But I mean, he's not <laughs> terrible. You know yeah, he's I mean? not terrible. Like Luke Harper. That's like saying the worst of the. Uh, I don't know what was an amazing tra- like the worst of the shield. Yeah. Is, you, you can't call anyone the worst of the shield because they're all equally fantastic. Yeah, you know they all I mean? have their own like their own like. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Ron's high flies. Yeah, Reigns the power guy, and Ambrose is the it's technical all equal, guy. In my opinion, yeah. yeah, 
Just my favorite in the group just varies from week to week. Yeah. He's got massive Ron's baby face. nuts last yeah. night. Yeah, we were talking about that on Twitter last night. He has massive baby face potential. Ugh. He can work as a heel, too. Either way, Rollins is so underrated. Yep. I said future world champion. I think if they build him up right, I think he could be great, too. Ambrose could be a phenomenal heel, and he will be the one. I don't know if it's going to be him. I know there were reports saying that he and Rollins are going to be the ones to turn on Reigns. I don't think Rollins. I don't know. Yeah, but. Rollins, I think, should just stay baby face yep. at this point because he's getting a lot yeah, of focus. Yeah. He's been getting the pin lately. But um, but his high flying moves gets over more as a face than a exactly. Heel would. And I think it's great that they turn babyface. Cause now Dean Ambrose can go heel. Yeah, he goes heel. He gets great heat from that. Yeah. And they can all go out on their own, and Reigns will be a breakup babyface too. So I look forward to that. Just everything with the Wyatt family, the Shield, yep. Cesaro. Right now, he's been doing great. Been a little not as spotlighted as he was. Like yep. when he beat Orton clean a few months ago. But, but even still, he's, he's, he's been still doing got a great. Uh, he still got a good pop last night against the Shield. Oh, that was a great match when he did the swing. Yeah, this is our swing. Signs, yeah. Yeah. this is our swing too. Swagger's kind of there for show now. No one cares yeah. about him <laughs> at all. But no one's ever cared about Jack. <laughs> he's been there for the last six years. He's just been an ECW new ECW <laughs> bum that they That's try it, to push. Yeah. Pretty much the DUI guy is always going to be known for now. The yep. weed guy. That's it. But uh, that all that being said, though, we're 12 days away from WrestleMania. Very much looking forward to it. As I said before, next week's show, April 1st, 1st of the month, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Unless, I don't know. Do yeah, but 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Do you get the 8 o'clock? Do you get the 2 hours? Or I don't know. That's what I was thinking. Gotta pull some strings. I don't know. Yeah, we definitely have to go, because I might have someone else on next week to talk WrestleMania. No interviews or anything, but I might have an Endicott alumni, actually, um, who graduated a couple years ago to come on to talk, uh, to talk WrestleMania with us. Um, so we're, we're probably going to have to go two hours, definitely. We might want to make that eight, though. Eight, yeah, instead of eight thirty, maybe. Yeah, eight thirty. I don't know if I'm make, I want to stay up too late. Get yeah, the eight a.m. Yeah, yeah. tomorrow. So. Yeah, same here. So, um, <clears throat> but even still, though, yeah, I think we can. I, yeah, main event sucks anyway. So uh, it's been better. Main event's been better. I'll give it that much. But uh, I think people can. Uh, can, it can warrant missing main event yeah, one week yeah. to listen to right. the WrestleMania preview. Yep, absolutely. We right. got a blockbuster card yep. set in stone. Some so predictions I'm, going down. Exactly. And, uh, exactly. Let's go to WrestleMania. Yeah. So um, yeah, you're going to WrestleMania. So we're going to talk about that and whatnot. And the week after that, we're going to be talking about WrestleMania itself. Raw after and WrestleMania, after, uh, it's going to be great. It's be great. Thing, maybe I'm very much looking forward to it. It's going to be phenomenal. But um, all that being said, though, it's been another great show. RJ, Jeff, thank you again for uh, for joining me. Any any final words before we go off the air? Just thanks for having us on again, and uh, I love wrestling, so let's go. <laughs> uh, sh- shout out to John Keane, uh, Brian Sussingham. Those are the two guys. Thank you. Thank you, Graham. No problem, yeah, Jeff. Thank you, Graham, for having us on. It's no pleasure. worries. We'll be back on next week, of course. The... Uh, the, uh, the, the the shield of Endicott, I guess. I don't know. The the Wyatt family? I don't know. <laughs> Either way, the, the, the trio. Well, he's uh, Roman Reigns, then. Um, Jeff is last, Roman Reigns? Last night, we did a little three-way. No, oh, uh, did you? I, en- I ended up in the middle. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I'm Roman, Brandon, too? Or, or Connor, too? Connor Cam did. Cam had it in Oh, there. Cam. Cam was in there. Cam so. was in there, too? Yeah. Cam's great. Wait, what, what, what building are you guys in? We live in Stone Ridge. Stone Ridge? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Cool. Where are you? You're bit, you're bit Brindle, yeah. yeah. The people, can't, in, can't the people on the show know that, too. You can yeah. come find us. Yeah. Watch WrestleMania in my dorm. You're yeah. going to be there at WrestleMania. I'll be there at We've got to arrange a WrestleMania party or something. Definitely. Watch it on the network, too. That's going to be perfect. It yeah. couldn't be better because now we don't have we don't have a pay-per-view here. Yeah. So I'm, I it's don't want like to watch a crappy street. bootlegged website. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. With this crappy internet yeah. connection that we have. Yeah. 
But even still, they're looking forward to that. But uh, all that being said, we'll be back next Tuesday night, 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 Central Time, right here on EC Radio. Um, as always, the Twitter, at WrestleRant, Facebook, Ram, GSM Matthews, Bleacher Report, same thing, YouTube, same thing. Um, I recently got my YouTube back in good standing. I got all rid of the copyright crap, all that kind of stuff. I fixed it. <laughs> but uh, I can now upload videos over 15 minutes, so I might be putting these episodes of WrestleRant Radio in their entirety on YouTube now. So be on the lookout for that. In addition to the website, at nextairwrestling.weebly.com, interview with just Joe and coming coming in a few weeks. A lot of people don't know who the heck that is. Let's I have go no Google. Idea that is. No one knows it. I didn't know who that was. But I'm gonna be doing an interview with him this Thursday. So look forward to that. Gonna be coming in a few weeks. But with all that being said, folks, thanks for listening live, and we'll see you right here next week on WrestleRant Radio. See you then.